fight for women. There's just that place when God's called you to something, you're going to be honorable about that. Mm-hmm. You're going to have authority in the thing he's giving you. Been saying that female and male are in the image of God, and we normally hear the term "help meet" or "help mate," and they we use it like as relationships. It's not just that she's attacked; it's that she's then blamed. That's how we justify. It's because we blame. We then say, "Oh well," but Eve was weak. hard conversations with the gospel. We seek and speak the truth about what's going on around us. I'm your host, Rabrina Reddle, and we're going to continue our conversation on women in the pulpit. You know, that's, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like, yes, this question came up. Yeah. But the word does say, doesn't say in Titus 2 to teach sound doctrine, right? And the women, the older women are supposed to help the younger women. Where is that? There's like, it's, it's like you're saying, we need to be able to be firm, stand strong, tell it like it is, be all, you know what I mean? Like be all in it and actually talk about what the word of God is and stuff like that. And, and like you said, with everything going on in the world, in the world right now, what's been on the news and so forth, you know, it's being able to have that voice out there and it's not to have the voice to demeanor anybody. It's to uplift and to give to, to not slander or slaves to that. Right. It's what the word says. And to train the young woman to love and be submissive and all these different things. And, you know, we could put it out of context, but just, just that main point. I think what we're all kind of agreeing here is that, putting what women really are out there because it's enough, enough, enough is enough to shut it down because look at Jesus's mother. Did she just allow things to happen? Look, I love my four children, but if you ever, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like there's just a time and a place, you know what I mean? And I just feel like for mothers or women, there's just that place when God's called you to something, you're going to be honorable about that. You're going to have authority in the thing he's giving you. And if you believe in what he says, then you trust onto him, lean on his own understanding and not your own. Right? So there's just this this whole new movement that's going on. And, and as culture changes, biblically, you guys have all seen it. You've read it. All of us have read our Bible, I hope, right? You know? <laughs> But times change. And with the word of God, how do we apply it to today? How is that applied to today? And sometimes that's out of context. I did want to touch on something that you said, Ashley. You said about how women, well, one, okay, I'm going to address this because I know people are going to say, well, who cares if culture changes? God's word doesn't change. That is true. God's word does not change. However, you have to you have to read in the context of culture of when it was written and i think that's what people don't do they don't that we look at things from the western point of view first of all as if that is the only point of view the only perspective and that's not true and then two that even even if the the culture changes god's word is the same god still uplifted women that's the thing is that women were 
brought up and that's what Jesus did. He brought women up. He showed respect and honor to women. And that is the thing that's uh, missing. I think that some people think honor is just, which I don't have a problem with somebody holding the door for me. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? That's not my problem. <laughs> I'm proud of that. But it's more than holding the door for me. Yes, it is su- supporting. Yes, yes. It is supporting my voice. It is not squashing my voice because I have been squashed. I, I have, I had an experience with a pastor that I think he just thought I talked too much. I think he thought I asked too many questions and he would shut me down, shut me off. And one, I, I'm a foreign military member and I, first of all, I understand chain of command, first of all. Right, right. <laughs> Second of all, I understand respect and I always res- approached him in a respectful manner. And so I feel like I'm doing what I should have been doing and it was still dishonored and still squashed. So to me, are you just going to honor me as a person, one? And then if you honor me as a person, honor what it is that I have to offer as a person and a woman, because I do have a different perspective and be willing to listen to that perspective instead of telling me to be submissive because you don't want to hear what I have to say. And that's the difference. I think that that word is used as a weapon at times. And I I think it is used to um, have women. Okay. I knew a woman told me she could not go against her husband. And I'm I'm like, okay, I I get where you're coming from. But my, my husband, he has much more laid back demeanor or attitude than I do. And so when I'm coming at something, I'm... I'm coming at it. Like I'm doing my research. I'm coming at it. And so we have, we have to have discussions, which in a way it's okay that he's passive because he's willing to enter into the discussion. He's willing to hear what I have to say. He's not, well, you know, Bob said you gotta be submissive. So I don't know what you found out, but whatever I say goes, (laughs) it's not, you know, it's not like that. And so, and we had a uh, dilemma in our marriage where I saw some things in my son where he, I thought he was ADD and I had done a lot of research and I was still watching him and I was getting with the teachers. Well, my husband didn't see it. He didn't think he had it. He didn't see it. Finally, I took him to go get diagnosed twice and both diagnoses, two different counselors. He has ADHD, ADD type, you know, presented that to my husband. He's like, oh, I was wrong. <laughs> but if I just said, well, he doesn't think he has it. So, you know, I'm not going to go against him. And that's not going against it. To me, if you have a stirring in your soul, you better listen to that stirring because it's trying to tell you something. And if to me, if we had not done that, he would not have been able to get the help. My son would not have been able to get the help and the accommodations he needed at the time to help him be who he is today. He's he's graduating this year. Praise the Lord. (laughs) But I'm just saying that, you know, sometimes that submission word is used, you know, to keep women in a certain place and not allow them to feel like their voice can be heard. And I think it's dangerous to use that word that way because if a woman is in a situation that can be dangerous to her, 
and she's a Christian, she's going to stay in that position thinking that's what she has to do. And it doesn't necessarily have to be physically dangerous to her. It can be emotionally and mentally. I want to make that clear because some people think that if it's not a physical abuse, then they don't need help. No, that is not the case. I think, Robrina, when you talked about, I loved how you opened saying that female and male are in the image of God. And we normally hear the term help meet or help mate. And they, we use it like as relationships. But really, I, I think we need to maybe do a word study on that word by itself. Because I'm thinking that men and women in general, whether you're in a romantic relationship or not, we were designed to be in this mutual type of relationship with one another, communication. So men and women were, I think, designed to literally interact and together we come together as a community to somehow reflect this beautiful image of God. But somehow, somewhere, it just got terribly tainted. And so I just think women, we need to remember that we are there as we were designed to collaborate and I think to kind of just be the yin to the yang. And and I just think that that's just important to remember that both are images of God, not one is more of an image. You know, there's God in, in all of us, if that makes sense, that Imago Day. It's time for a Black business shout out. Today, we're going to shout about Nudie's Fudge. Co-owner Tara says they offer a variety of flavors of handmade, homemade fudge using her grandma Nudie's recipe and techniques. They also offer various cookies, chocolates, and gifts. Check out their website at www.nudieshomemadefudge.com or their Facebook page, facebook.com slash homemade fudge I love how you said terribly tainted. That's so like, where did that come from? Right? Well, the first thing that goes straight to my mind, especially when I'm talking battered women and different ladies in the jails. Right. And the first thing I bring up to them is, okay, where do you see biblically? If they know biblical, if not, you know, I'll help them out. But where do you see the first attack on women? Where do you ladies know the first attack on women? Where, where's the first attack? Where? I'm about to fail the <laughs> biblical test. <laughs> it's in Genesis. I think it's Eve. <laughs> think yeah, yeah, it's yeah. in Genesis, isn't it? Eve. Eve. Right. And I'm just going to go with it. Just go with me for just one second. I'm sorry. What happened? What oh. happened? She was blamed for all of it. Like the fall of humanity. That's huge, y'all. Okay, but, but where's this? Who attacked her? Just uh, come on, fall the serpent. Satan. Satan. So yeah. when you said terribly tainted, it just brought me to, well, look who the first attack came on. It wasn't Adam. I'm saying when you said terribly tainted, that, but the funny thing is that's where the first attack was for women. Mm-hmm. And because biblically we have that, and because the world, depending on no matter what culture, I'm just saying there is this attack. Mm-hmm. Okay, we, we can go on a whole nother podcast study about this, right? Attack on women in Bible or any culture or any kind of religious, because me as a chaplain, I have I, I cover a lot of different cultures and religious sects, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and different sections of them. I my job as a chaplain is to religiously give them what they need and whatever they're worshiping or so forth, right? And that's sometimes hard. But the attack I'm talking about Christian base wise is Eve. 
Eve was attacked. So, <laughs> Chrissy, when you said that, I was like, well, hello. The first attack was, and then the last thing to end that up was when who opened up the rock and said, oh, who was that? Quiz? Pop quiz? Who? Huh? Mary. Eve. Mary. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so see, you have the beginning and the end of something. Mm-hmm. And so the beginning... Oh, go ahead. I, w- I would just say there that not only is she is she attacked, but then she's blamed. Yes. So it's not just like a similar, like where is this thing here? What is Melody. here? And what is this immediately? High five. And it's like still, you know, it's still. We say that again, Melody. It's not just that she's attacked; it's mm-hmm. that she's then blamed. Yes. And I see that like I've I've been doing a lot of reading on racism in America and on the Me Too movement and on what like, and you blame and that's how I'm I'm a white American. That's how we justify is because we blame. We then say, Oh well, but Eve was weak. She was weak. That's that's why the serpent went after her is because mm. she was weak. Adam would have never done like we don't no, 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 that's not actually the story. That does that you like no, let's back up. She was attacked and then she was blamed. Yes, that's in Ephesians five twenty two through twenty four. They talk yep. about that 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 yep. Eve is was the one who was deceived. But my thing about that, my question always was, okay, let's say Eve. Okay, Eve was deceived, but Adam was standing right there. Right. And God gave him the word directly, mm-hmm. and he did not. He did not step forward and say, no, Eve, no, we can't do this. Yeah, he didn't do oh, that. God, but then that when, when, gave me. Yes. I was, then after that, he blamed God for giving him Eve in the first place. He's like, well, you put her here. Pass off, right? Just like you said, Melody, it's like a, it's the blame got shifted from the responsibility of who had authority, where, you know, if we're going to talk about the different ways, authority, submissive, like you were saying earlier, Rabrina, that was for you. I gave you a wife, you know, it's like, you know, but he threw it up saying that it was the woman. Yes. And that's exactly what happened with the shootings in Atlanta. That's yes. exactly oh what happened. Oh my gosh. That it's his sin. It's his sin and he acknowledges his sin and he says, This is this is my sin. I cannot control myself, so I will blame the mm-hmm. victim. Mm-hmm. Blame the person who is caught in a system that is clearly not a healthy system. Mm-hmm. And instead of dealing with his own issues. Right. And and it's and I think that's where scripture is universal but I want to go back real quick to the door opening thing because because I don't mind somebody else opening the door for me me either I also open the door for others there you go it's a recognition of like common dignity common humanity I think that humility is what we're called to do and I think that that's and do and be and that's where like the word submissive like not my favorite and I don't I don't model that very well but then in Philippians, you know, that Jesus comes and empties himself mm-hmm. and that we right. are called to serve others and not for my own ego or to build me yeah. up. And I think that's where, yeah, I just, I just think that that's where a lot of the 
sin comes well we're also called to submit to each other that that's the thing is that submissive is not just a woman thing like we're all like you said Natalie we're all to be to display humility to each other and that's the I think that's what God was saying about the man and the woman, but we're the ones who have, I, I, I don't know, we've just, we've skewed that whole male woman and identity piece, but I think it was really that simple. It was supposed to, they're representing humanity and how humanity models love God and love neighbor. Yes. And somehow it just got extremely twisted. Right. Yes. So, well, and like you brought up too before that, you know, we all talk about what words mean. Well, what is submissive? Submissive is to obey, to yield to someone else, right? So when you're submissive, you submit to somebody else's will, which literally you put your own desires lower, right? Mm -hmm. So like Latin root of it, you know, because we always like to get that Latin root. <laughs> so, but you know, the, the form by under, like plus emitter, meaning send or to put. So when you're being submissive, then you are then lowering, or as you said, Melody, when you're humble to open up that door, it's not that it's a bad thing. You're just saying, hey, hey, I'm going to step back and lower my standards or my will or to, to help you at what you need to do. And I'm going to open up the door for you. So the context for submissive, we miss the terminology, what it really is. Again, an exegesis out there, if we would really understand what the words mean and take the time out, just like we try to get to know someone, well, that's what we do with the word of God, right? And if yes. we want people to know about us women, they got to get to know us too, right? You know, so get so get in that context of that word. Yeah, and it's the verse also that says not to consider yourself higher than anyone else. Like, don't be considered uh, conceited and consider yourself higher than anyone else. Once again, that's a submissive uh, right. posture or what right. we call a humble posture. But you know, one thing I wanted to say about that the word helper, how we are considered helpers. The Holy Spirit is a helper. That's right. And if I'm aligned with the Holy Spirit, if I'm considered a helper and the Holy Spirit is a helper, I that is a compliment to me. Because let me tell you, I, I depend on the Holy Spirit. I want him to guide me. I want him to convict me, you know, to te help teach me, help me get the word of God in me so that I can decipher and discern for myself. And so, yeah, I, that's how I see it. Although I do think that... As I, I can't remember who said it, <laughs> maybe it was you, Kirsty, about the the helping each other. Like that's that's your that's your relationship anyway. That should that especially for for actually for anyone, you help each other. That is that is a, the decency of humankind. We help each other because we're all interconnected. What one person does affects another person and so on and so on and so on. As we are learning, as most of us are learning a new history, as we are uncovering a lot of false history or revisionist history, that we are learning that so many things affect the next person. And so, yeah, that, that to me, we're all called to be submissive. Yeah, this was a really good conversation. <laughs> I didn't even have to ask all the questions. Y'all just took it. Hey. <laughs> well, my last takeaway is people just need to really like, I, I don't know Hebrew and Greek very well, but we, we just got to remember that 
translations matter. The translation that you use in the Bible matter. And we just have to keep in prayer as we discern the wisdom behind these texts, because, you know, some of these passages were translated for us and there's certain words that still may not have the accurate word to reflect the time, the time period during that time. And so that's why I, I keep myself just submersed in the lectionary. And I'm always amazed every year how wisdom by way of the Holy Spirit keeps revealing itself. And so I'll just still end my time here, just always praying for the Holy Spirit to open up what is the human activity and what is God's activity, I think would be a great way to approach scripture, uh, especially in, in the days to come. And I, I think people keep saying, well, the Old Testament God is different from the New Testament God. And I would like to finally just say, no, could it be human perspective is shifting? And then that, and that's what it's all about. I do believe God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. But mm-hmm. it's so it's funny how we always say, well, God is different. Well, perhaps the goal when we are teaching our congregants and so forth like that is for us to be enlightened. Mm-hmm. And isn't it, isn't it so funny how humanity thinks that God needs to be enlightened. It's us who needs to be enlightened. It's yeah. us who needs yeah. to continue to grow. It's us who needs to continue to be transformed. And this is a lifelong process. So I think I'll, I'll leave it at that. And then I think that's why Robrina, I celebrate you and the way you shared how you started out conservative. And I know God is doing some amazing things with you and through you. I celebrate your podcast and the ways that you're opening your ways up to hearing different perspectives. And I'm just so, so happy to be able to weigh in on this conversation with all of you beautiful women today. I feel like that was very kind. I dropped the mic. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know, I wanted to add on to your, when when we talked about whoever, whatever said that togetherness, you know, in John 13, you know, 34, when he talks about a commandment new, I, I give to you to that you should love one another as I loved you. You know, I'm all about knowing words and getting down there, whether it be Greek, it's always encouraging. If no one knows, interlinear Bibles are so good because then you can actually look at the scripture, be able to look at what it means. Because for example, that look, that love we're talking about is a, and, and look, I'm, I'm not saying I'm fluent, but I can sure try my best, but it's like agapate, you know, which is to love. I love, wish you well to, or take pleasure in or long for, which denotes for those things that a love for a reason. And that's exactly what you're saying here is that when we're together or we work together or we're willing to be submissive or we're trying something to help other women or just putting out what God's word is for whomever we're speaking. It's that loving one another. It's that bringing together from, and I love how you, Chrissy, you pointed out that what your podcast is doing, you know, this is my first time being on a podcast and I really love it that getting immersed in the truth, because that's the real thing is knowing the right from wrong and allowing you to have an opinion or the thought process 
process to be able to hear other perspectives because in communication, people are so used to text messaging now. They're so used to emailing now. How often do you get to have face-to-face conversations like they did back then and be able to sit and talk and communicate? So I commend you as well that this is just what a wonderful experience to be able to um, dive in and just talk, you know, because we forget how to do that sometimes with technology. Mm, Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, thanks. This has been a lot of fun and I've definitely learned a lot. I think that for me, what it comes down to a lot is that scripture is alive and Mm. scripture is interpreted by the Holy Spirit, but it's not meant to be something that we do in isolation. Scripture Mm. wasn't written so that I can read my Bible and know exactly what God is saying. Scripture is meant to be experienced as a community. And so I think that we really need to start listening to the voices that have been silenced Mm. and really bring them into the conversation and say like, what, what, what is God sharing with you about this scripture and what is your life experience and what leads you to this perspective? Cause I think that, you know, that's, that's how we love our neighbors, but it's also how we love God is in community. Mm-hmm. That sounds like something that Esau Macaulay talks about in his book, A Reading While Black. He talks about context, uh, scripture and context and in context of your culture. So what how you read it is dependent upon what your cultural or personal experiences have been. And yeah, it's, I just recommend that book. I recommend it. It's really good. Okay. Well, I want to thank all you ladies very much. I'm so much for agreeing to sit with me and have this conversation. And I know it's considered uh, controversial in some circles, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to have it. There's other conversations about women that I'd like to have also singleness and why people push marriage so much. I don't know. I just don't understand that. Is this a part two to (laughs) another day? I'm signing up for it now. <laughs> yeah, that's another day. But that is something that I, I really want to uh, touch on. It's, to me, it just it's just pushed so heavily. And I don't know. I don't think that we appreciate our singles when we do that. We don't respect where the Lord has them, you know, in that. Anyway, like I said, that's another conversation for another day. So anyway, I guess I better wrap it up here. Yeah, well, that was an eye-opening conversation. I hope you were able to glean something from it that allows you to ponder what it means to be a woman in the pulpit, and also what it means to be submissive for both a man and a woman. On the next episode of Getting Real Immersed in Truth, we'll talk about black hair. My guests will be Corinthia Fisher of Fisher's Beauty and Barber and Angela Pillow, a braid specialist at Zen Salon and Spa. You might remember Angela. I interviewed her for my episode of my series, Conversations in Black and White, episode five. Anyway, on our Black Hair episode, we'll talk about hair texture and the significance and traditions of wash day. Also, we'll talk about the Crown Act, what that is, and we'll talk about much more. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share, and connect with me on Instagram at Rabrina Rettle. And finally, my new website is up and running, RabrinaRettle.com. And the special thanks, special shout out to Vicki at buildyourbestyear.com. Thanks, Vicki. It was great, beautiful work you've done. 
check out my other podcast on Life Audio called Mama Take Heart, Understanding Your Gen Z Girl. My guests and I want to help you be the compassionate, gospel-centered, influential voice in your girl's life. This podcast is produced and edited by me, Robrina Reddle. Original music by composer Michael Coffey of Handcrafted Studios. Until next time, keep your grit up by getting real while immersed in truth. <laughs>